Chapter 18 of The Spanish Brothers by Deborah Alcock. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 18 The Aged Monk. I will not boast a martyr's might to leave my home without a sigh, the dwelling of my past delight, the shelter where I hope to die. Anon. Much was Carlos strengthened by the result of his interview with Don Juan. The thing that he greatly feared, his beloved brother's wrath and scorn, had not come upon him. Juan had shown instead a moderation, a candor, and a willingness to listen, which, while it really amazed him, inspired him with the happiest hopes. With a glad heart he repeated the psalmist's exulting words. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart hath trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart danceth for joy, and in my song will I praise him. He soon perceived that the chapter was over, for figures robed in white and brown were moving here and there amongst the trees. He entered the house, and without happening to meet anyone, made his way to the deserted chapter room. Its sole remaining occupant was a very aged monk, the oldest member of the community. He was seated at the table, his face buried in his hands, and his frail, worn frame quivering as if with sobs. Carlos went up to him and asked gently, Father, what ails you? The old man slowly raised his head and gazed at him with sad, tired eyes, which had watched the course of more than eighty years. My son, he said, if I weep, it is for joy. Carlos wondered, for he saw no joy on the wrinkled brow or in the tearful face, but he merely asked, What have the brethren resolved? To await God's providence here. Praised be his holy name for that. And the old man bowed his silver head and wept once more. To Carlos also the determination was a cause for deep gratitude. He had all along regarded the proposed flight of the brethren with extreme dread as an almost certain means of wakening the suspicions of the holy office, and thus exposing all who shared their faith to destruction. It was no light matter that the danger was now at least postponed, always provided that the respite was purchased by no sacrifice of principle. Thank God, reiterated the old monk, for here I have lived, and here I will die and be buried beside the holy brethren of other days, in the chapel of Don Alonso the Good. My son, I came hither a stripling, as thou art. No, younger, younger. I could not know how many years ago. One year is so like another there is no telling. I could tell by looking at the great book. Only my eyes are too dim to read it. They have grown dim very fast of late. When Dr. Gideas used to visit us, I could read my breviary with the youngest of them all. But no matter how many years... They were many enough to change a blooming, black-haired boy into an old man tottering on the grave's brink. And I to go forth now, into that great, wicked world beyond the gate. I to look upon strange faces, and to live amongst strange men, or to die amongst them, for to that it would come full soon. No, no, Senor Don Carlos, here I took the cowl, here I lived, and here I will die and be buried, God and this saints helping me. Yet for the truth's sake, my father, would you not be willing to make even this sacrifice and to go forth in your old age into exile? If the brethren must needs go, so, I suppose, must I. But they are not going, St. Jerome, be praised, the old man repeated. Going or staying, the presence of him whom they serve and for whom they witness will be with them. It may be, it may be, for aught I know. But in my young days, so many fine words were not in use. We sang our matins, our complines, our vespers. We said the Holy Mass and all our offices, and God and St. Jerome took care of the rest. 
but you would not have those days back again would you my father you did not then know the glorious gospel of the grace of god gospel gospel we always heard the gospel for the day i know my breviary young sir just as well as another and on festival days someone always preached from the gospel when fray domingo preached plenty of great folks used to come out from the city to hear him for he was very eloquent and as much thought of in his time as fray cristobal is now but they are forgotten in a little while all of them so will we in a few years to come carlos reproached himself for having named the gospel instead of him whose words and work are the burden of the gospel story for even to that dull ear heavy with age the name of jesus was sweet and that dull mind drowsy with the slumber of a long lifetime had half awaked at least to the consciousness of his love dear father he said gently i know you are well acquainted with the gospels you remember what our blessed lord saith of those who confess him before men how he will not be ashamed to confess them before his father in heaven and moreover is it not a joy for us to show in any way he points out to us our love to him who loved us and gave himself for us yes yes we love him and he knows i only wish to do what is right and what is pleasing in his sight afterwards carlos talked over the events of the day with the younger and more intelligent brethren especially with his teacher fray cristobal and his particular friend fray fernando he could but admire the spirit that guided their deliberations and feel increased thankfulness for the decision at which they had arrived the peace which the whole community of spanish protestants then enjoined perilous and unstable as it was stood at the mercy of every individual belonging to that community the unexplained flight of any obscure member of losada's congregation would have been sufficient to give the alarm and let loose the bloodhounds of persecution upon the church how much more the abandonment of a wealthy and honorable religious house by the greater part of its inmates the sword hung over their heads suspended by a single hair which a hasty or incautious movement a word a breath even might suffice to break End of chapter eighteen